Thank you, Zoom lady. Thank you. Zoom lady. Did was somebody going to say something before we started? No, I just said Mike no. to check my mic. And clearly it was. <laughs> okay. I'm, yeah, I'm not like too personal with my mic, so I, I call it the Michael. Yeah, so we're not we're not, close, uh, we're not close like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I get pretty close to my mic. You know. Hang on, let me check my mic real I'm quick. I'm so glad right, that we started recording. Um, so hello again. We are here with um, another little um, bonus uh, episode, I guess you could call it. Uh, while we work on our series proper, we didn't want to deprive you guys of that sweet, sweet content. So uh, a bunch of us came on here to read what I can, I guess we would call fan fiction. <laughs> it's another one. It's, it's very weird. Uh, this was, uh, but weird in a good way. <laughs> cause, cause the person who wrote it is Tuan who is here right now. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I think Tuan counts as a fan. So yeah, fan fiction. Yeah, We're fans it's of ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Uploading yeah. it to AO3. <laughs> yeah. If we can do the, the fic fest on Halloween, then yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, thanks for uh, writing this uh, for us to read tonight, Tuan, and also being here to voice algae yes. <laughs> in your own thing. In my own thing. <laughs> Author insert. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. Wouldn't be the first time. Won't be the last. <laughs> um, <Just> hoping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so hi, yeah, and obviously I am here again. Uh, Jessica Jesse Jess, uh, Martin Elliott wrote the thing, all those fun, fun things tonight. I'm just going to be doing Martin, though, for this uh, very fun story. Um, we've also got a few more of our intros to knock out here. We got Dio here. Why, hello. I, I didn't see you there. Uh, I'm Dio. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Is that Sorry. who you are? That's it. That's all he does. And yeah, and yeah, and you're gonna voice the characters you always do. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know, uh, I don't know. Read the credits or something. <laughs> is this your first heinous investigations thing? That's crazy, man. Yeah, well, yeah. Crazy. At this point, I'm right. Actually, I know. Just like, why are you? This, if, if we did title we, this, we loop the, in... what uh, the, what the thing that we would I would think we would title this. It might be. It might be. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> All of you fans of uh, Jerma and other streamers, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at least he's handsome. Yeah, uh, then I guess at that point, before we finish introductions, I should just say that this is a Lethal Company crossover. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to try to save that for later, but at this point, we should just come out and say it. Yeah, we should yeah. probably. Yeah. It says on the tin. It's probably uh, in the title. Yeah, which also means that, uh, yeah, which uh, also means that there should be a warning up front here about, uh, as opposed to our usual kind of brand of silliness, uh, just a warning to put out there for uh, graphic descriptions of violence and death. Mm. Don't you worry, everyone's it. okay. <laughs> In the everyone's end. fine. It's not canon. Yeah, it's not canon. It's exactly. It's a video game. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah, Dad, in case you're listening to this, it's it's a video game. Yeah, no one's, yeah, no character deaths here. Um, so uh, that all being said, let's just finish up intros here and then we can get started on our story. Uh, Naomi, hi. Hello, I'm Naomi. I normally voice Liza, but today I'm going to be voicing Ginny and Jack. Yeah. 
Thank you. Double duty. It's going to be great. Uh, hi, James. Hi, that's me. Uh, I'm Rachel, of course, as I always am. Uh, I'm also doing <laughs> stage directions. Yeah. Bye. Woo. Um, then uh, we've got Meg. Hi. Um, it's me, Meg. Um, usually I voice Benji, but I'm not doing that tonight. Tonight I'm voicing Carlton. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I just, oh, our, guys, if we're gonna be, we're gonna keep derailing each other with the chat or without the chat. But yes, thank you. I'm excited to have you. Uh, I feel like you've done Carlton at some point before, so this is a nice return. These characters are very <laughs> far apart from each other, but somehow they keep coming back. Yeah. Uh, and last but not least, uh, we've got the the rock of this story, uh, Lena. Hi. I'm Lana. I'm voicing Stabby Mommy Miriam. Excited. Woo! Yes. Woo! Woo! As is traditional. Of course. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, all right. With all that out of the way, let's just get right into it with, uh, yeah, as uh, what has been nicknamed Lethal Investigations, if um, our Rachel narrator would like to kick things off. Hello. It's Rachel now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Rachel, bitch. It's Rachel time. Yeah. She can't say that. I'm, I'm not allowed. I'm only eight. <laughs> it's not canon. Wait a minute. What, what restrictions do I can say anything. <laughs> and then I go, Fuh! and then it like, Fuh! technical difficulties. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> it is nighttime at the Hamus Manor. Everyone is asleep. At times like these, one tends to dream. Dreams of relaxation like Jack is enjoying, or dreams of correcting past failures like Algie has. Dreams of romantic outings like Jimmy has, or dreams of electric sheep like Frank and Benji have. Perhaps even one dreams of the immemorable and undefined like Carlton, or absolutely nothing at all like Orville. But for Miriam and Rachel Pryor, Dreams are dangerous things. Many have had the repetitive dream, one that is not only common for dreamers, but common for an individual. The swimming dream, the hero dream, the void burial dream, the pantless or worse naked in school dream, and even then the company worker dream. For Rachel Pryor, she's having the latter dream, but repetitive dreams take a very different form for her, and Miriam knows all too well. Not only are these dreams tainted by Rachel's strange powers, but they also tend to drag in the sleeping minds of those around them. Miriam has grown accustomed to these dreams, but this time she will need to guide the other investigators through the horrible gauntlet that is the Lethal Company. Wow. Why? Miriam has just been summoned to the interior of an upgraded version of the Magjet, one that is more... Yeah, one that is more spacious and designed for interstellar travel. She opens her eyes, not as if someone who woke up, who just woke up, but as if an awake person was just placed in a body that was asleep. She is stuck in an orange hazmat suit with a black helmet and is sporting a pair of oxygen tanks. She looks around, alert. Oh boy, company time. I was hoping making the junior investigators official would eliminate this dream. Just then, Carlton pops into existence, existence, wearing the same hazmat attire that Miriam wears. Where, where am I? 
Carlton? Oh, right. Anyone nearby gets dragged in. <sighs> Sorry. We're dreaming. Uh, don't you mean I'm dreaming? Unfortunately, no. I can explain. Algy and Jack pop, pop in, still in the middle of the actions from their dreams. The new attire immediately gets in the way for both of them, causing an inconvenient amount of pain. Oh, oh wait, Damn this it. isn't wait, my double my bubble bath. Who the hell put me in an orange jumper? Oh boy, we have more neighbors than I thought. Miriam, what's going on? What's with these suits? Yeah, and why can't I take it off? I'll explain in a second. I think we have a few more arrivals if I remember the layout correctly. In pops Jenny, Orville, and Martin. Oh, Orville, orange is really your color. Wait, orange? How'd you change so fast? <laughs> it ate you. Of course it did. You. I gotta gain up Orville. for Orville, gain down for Frank. I'm gonna be gain leveling the whole time. Okay. <laughs> Get I have a lot of questions now. Where are we? Okay, I think I can start. Everybody pay attention because I'm only going to say this once. Frank pops in. I don't remember upgrading the mag jet. Oh man, have I been sleep inventing again? Frank, what are you doing here? I mean, your room isn't anywhere near ours. Oh, hey guys. I was just trying to write my sleep schedule by staying up and binge watching the Home Alone franchise. Did you fall asleep watching it? Miriam, please. My love for media is far stronger than my need for sleep. Well, regardless, I think that's everyone. Pause. No more pops. Okay, gather round. I'm going to run you through how to escape this dream. You see, Rachel has this dream that she runs a company where people just get stuff for her. We're her employees. Cut to the team landing on the moon experimentation. Miriam has explained the broad strokes of how the stream works and why everyone is here. But there is some confusion. And that's all there is to it. Make sense? Yeah, actually. Crystal clear. So what team am I on? Did everyone forget about the part where we can die? Ginny, you're on Scrap Team. It's basically everyone but Frank, Orville, and Algy. They're going to stay on the ship. Don't have to tell me twice. As for the dying thing, don't worry about it. Just do the best you can. It's not that bad because... Just then, a loud metallic thud is heard, and an ice cream truck jingle is heard. <laughs> it got like half of ice. <laughs> it got half of ice and then Zoom said no. I heard the ice cream. We were talking over it, but I heard you. I heard you, T.O. Ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Miriam says. Right, the starter gear. The group heads over to a small metallic shuttle seemingly held together by sheet metal and hope. Miriam knocks on the shuttle and several flaps opened up and drop items onto the ground. As the team retrieves the items, the shuttle harmlessly rockets up into the sky. What is all of this? All I could afford to get us for heading in there. I had enough saved up for a good solo run, but uh, this will have to do. She tosses Carlton a shovel. What the hell is this for? Digging an early grave? For something else, hopefully. 
Jack, take the flashlight. Martin and Algy, take the walkie-talkie. They all run a quick test of their equipment. Jack, you're lighting our way since you can stretch around corners. Martin, if anything goes terrible, you call it in and Algy, you'll zip in to bail us out. Right. Right. What should I grab? Nothing. We need this stuff to keep up with you. If there's anything Carlton and I can't deal with, we'll need you to step in. Miriam picks up a bandolier of knives and slips it on. Okay, everyone ready? Ready. 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 Sure. Time to make quota. We cut to the dark, cramped, metallic interior of a building. Jack flicks on the flashlight and sweeps it around the small room the investigators are in, revealing only two doors to progress down. Okay, Algy, we are in the building. We've come to two doors. Can you see on the monitor which way we should go? Cut to Algy, Orville, and Frank in the magjet. What's the monitor say, Frank? There's a piece of scrap metal in the room on the left. I can't see enough to tell you how further the room will look, though. Take the room to the left, over. How further To the scrap look, team though, as they enter a stairwell, leading down only one level. Miriam points to a loose sheet of metal. Bingo. She picks it up. We weren't kidding about this being scrap. What does Rachel hope to do with it? I don't know. I always chalk it up to dream logic. Figure she just feels the need to collect stuff and sees it as valuable. The team descends the staircase. Jack tries to open the door at the bottom, but... Locked. I've got it. Miriam pushes to the front and picks the lock with her knife, vaguely revealing a maze of corridors with a single light bulb dimly lighting one of the intersections. Uh, algae? Yeah, we see it. Hold on, over. Can someone remind me why Algy is on the ship? With his speed, he could be in and out with a ton of scrap in no time. Yeah, but there are things in these buildings that really require the careful eye of someone taking their time. Trust me, if Algy were in here, he'd likely get us all killed. Just then, there is a, tw a twip and a bunch of spraying. The team now sees a bunch of arrows. Okay, just mark the path for you. You should be good, over. There was also the fact that I couldn't trust Algy with more than simple, low-effort tasks. Fair. Scrap team begins to follow the arrows. Martin and Carlton spot a key and flask and scoop them up. Suddenly, the team hears heavy rhythmic stomping and halts. Shit. Soon? What? Hey, guys! <laughs> Not to alarm you, but... We're seeing some red dots on the monitor near you, over. What do red dots mean? Whatever you do, don't move when it's still. Around the corner comes a tall nutcracker wielding a shotgun. It halts. It pops its head up, revealing a disembodied eye piloting the nutcracker mech. The head and eyes swivel around, examining the surroundings as if it doesn't see the gaggle of investigators petrified into stillness. The eyeball squints, as if to see clearer. With a swift motion, Miriam hurls a knife, and the eyeball is removed from the, from the mech. The machine falls over, gun pointed at the ceiling. The team breathes a collective sigh of relief. Miriam grabs the shotgun from the nutcracker. That thing loaded? Like, with real bullets? Yep, it's gonna come in real handy. 
Good thing you took care of it when you did. Since eyes are focused on the mech and the gun, no one notices the pair of handsome white peepers looming over Jack in the darkness. For a second there, I thought... A dark hand clasps over Jack's face. We hear, we hear him yelp in surprise, and then a snap as Jack goes limp and is dragged off into the darkness. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think we were all traumatized. <laughs> Dear Simon God. Put into the scream. <laughs> Use that trauma. <laughs> so there oh were screams God. of terror. And then Miriam ah! goes, ah! Everyone calm down. If you die in this dream, you don't die in real life. You wait, really? Wake up. Oh, wait, really? Christ, Prior, why didn't you say that in your briefing? We could all just die and leave here. Well, if you feel like staying up all night, then fine. Be my guest. Jack will be back as soon as as soon as he falls asleep. So we have to work. Yep, it's the easiest way. Well, Carlton stares at the pile of items Jack left. Who should take the lead now? Cut to the ship team. It's oh god, weird. It's... <laughs> sorry, it's Frank. Yeah, we, I, we're good. Okay, sorry. <laughs> it's kind of weird. It looks like Jack just ran off, and everyone is just leaving him. Maybe they had to split up to look for more scrap. You think you should check on them, Algie? Algie is not here. Algie? He left a little after making the call. Left the walkie. He had a twin moment in his head. Oh, good. Cut to the scrap team entering a large room that looks like an assembly line. Ginny holds the flashlight and scans the room. There's gotta be some good scrap in here. Found some. He, she lifts a Rubik's Cube in the air. Great. Wait, that counts? Basically, anything that isn't nailed down counts. Just then, Algie thwips in. Hey, uh, where's Jack? Algie, aren't you supposed to be on the ship? Yeah, but I got a vibe something was off. So where is he? Uh, he, uh, well, he died. What? There was a monster in the dark. It came out of nowhere. Where is it? What? Where is it? Where is the thing that killed my brother? Oh, God, sorry. Uh, it snapped his neck and dragged him away, but Miriam assures us that. S snapped his neck? Uh, yes, I'm sorry, Algie. I, I can't say it wasn't painless. Snapped his neck? Uh, now, hold on, Algie. Algie slaps Martin. Ah! Jack is made of rubber! <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean they broke Luffy's arm? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Cut to the bracken dropping Jack's immobile body in a brightly lit room that could remind one of the back rooms. The dark, budding creature then slinks back into the darkness. After about a minute, Jack stirs. His suit's helmet is stuck sideways, and the oxygen tubing has snapped off of it. Okay, that was close. Jack tries to move his helmet. And now I'm stuck in a helmet I can't see out of. Great. Well, I guess I'll just 
Jack is cut off by the sound of rapidly flapping feet and the loud spring twanging before the feet flap away at the same pace. Jack snaps awake in his bed. His real bed! Not with the terror of someone whose head popped off his body due to his bones being transmuted into tightly wound springs, but with the alarm of someone who was in a different room than they last were, smelling different scents and feeling a different temperature. What the? I'm back? No, oh, you're back! How'd you die? I don't know. I couldn't see anything. Wait, did you die? Oh yeah, funny story. Cut to the ship crew about two minutes ago. Frank holds a strange headset device in the air while running out of the ship. Frank, wait. Can't wait, Orville! I just improved our scanning capabilities. I gotta get Carlton to test this puppy out! With this power, we can find all the scrap in no time! I just need to clear this mud pit that definitely wasn't on the monitor when the gang ran through here. It also is making me sink? Even as I'm holding still, which is fascinating. This is some strange... <laughs> Cut to Frank and Jack in the real world. Luckily, I woke up just as the quicksand entered my helmet. Yeah, lucky. Well, good night, Jack. Do you think we'll actually go to sleep now that we're out? As per the rules of fanfics, probably not, but... Someone has to go back in and guide them. <laughs> Every time Zoom he hates you. hates you. Zoom hates oh. Frank. I need to go like 5% gain. <laughs> Solely 5%. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. He's got okay. He's coming for his buddies. <laughs> That's what yeah. we would say it. <laughs> yeah, I'll pull another shift. He pulls the covers over himself. Cut to the scrap team, offloading some of their stuff to Algie and Carlton. So we just head back and drop these off on the ship? Yes, and then you're on your own coming back. Pay attention to the sun and let us know how late it looks when you get back, or over Algie's radio. Got it! He flips away. Hey, we were supposed to be going- we were supposed to go back together, asshole! He runs off. That'll be fine. We have to get some more scraps, so... Hey, where's Ginny? I think I saw her trying to pick up something up... Trying to pick something up down the path. Can anyone here just stick with the plan? Martin and Miriam trudge off down the hallway that Ginny was last sighted by. They are virtually blind, but quickly hear a roar. And Ginny. Don't get snippy with me, Buster. Ginny? Oh, that's me. Jenny <laughs> pokes her head around the corner. Oh wait, I think she I think she punches the thumper first. <laughs> yeah, oh, easily yep. my least I favorite Bambi character. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing great tonight, guys. Oh, what did he do? <laughs> she punches... He's not flower. <laughs> yeah, flower's the best. That's fair. That's fair. Fair facts. She punches the thumper and it goes flying, passing Miriam and Martin's hallway for just a second. It is dead. Ginny! Now Ginny pokes her head around the corner. Miriam? Oh, hey! Sorry, I ran off chasing a little bug that stole the scrap I was trying to grab. 
A small chittering sound is heard nearby as a hoarding bug emerges from the shadows, the size of a greyhound. There you are. Wait, Ginny, leave him. But he's getting away! To his nest. We follow him and we'll find all the loot he's hiding. Miriam, that's so smart. Cut to ship team. Algy drops two armfuls of scrap on the floor of the ship. Oh, and that's everything. Don't say I never did anything. Where's Frank? You didn't run into him? No, but I was running pretty fast. Yeah, that was it. By the way, Carlton is on his way with more scrap. Which reminds me. He gingerly exits the ship. Over the walkie... Come in, Scrap Team. It looks like the sun is lower than it was before. Over. Here, to be a little more specific, Algy, what time would you say it is? I don't know. Maybe like 3, 3.30 p.m.? Over. Great. Okay, we... Oh, shit. Uh, I'll call you back. Huh. Wonder what that's about. A small beaked monster approaches Algy and starts squeaking at him. Ah, what the hell? Stay back, you freaky dirt seagull! I don't have my lead soles here. It bites him. Ow! Hey, that really hurt! It bites him again. Ah, help! Hey! The creature turns to Carlton. Back! He starts wildly swinging the shovel in a display of moderate machismo. I told you to get back! Ah! Ah! <laughs> the creature hops away into the distance. How come and listen to you and not me? I don't know. Because I'm more intimidating than you? You know, I'll take that. Cut to the scrap team sticking close together. They are looking at an army of five hoarding bugs. This is a bit more than I was hoping to deal with. Uh, you only have two shots in the shotgun, and given there's a bracken, I'd really like to save them. Oh, sorry. Uh, <clears throat> so these bugs collect scrap? Yeah, and they're pretty protective. Martin holds up the key he picked up earlier. What about this? The hoarding bugs raise their forearms up in glee before Martin puts the key away. Uh-uh. He points to the nest and holds out a hand trade. A bug goes into the nest and retrieves a laser pointer from the stash and drops it before Martin. Martin drops the key, the bug takes the key and adds it to the pile. Miriam, Ginny, give me all the scrap you have. I'll make the best deals I can while you go see what else you can get. Are you sure you'll be fine on your own? Miriam, if there's one thing that I can handle, it's a room full of businessmen. <laughs> yeah, that's mean to the bugs. Ginny yeah. <laughs> and Miriam head down the hallway. Given the last update that Algy gave us, we're probably looking for a fire exit at this point. That'll be our fastest way outside. We'll need to be careful. Algy thwips in, terrified. <laughs> Miriam, startled, swings the shotgun in his direction. Algy, don't scare me like that. I almost blasted a hole in you. There's a big guy and, and a dog and, and the ground was shaking and I lost Carlton. And w wait, did I really scare you? 
I will shoot you. Miriam, I found a jack-in-the-box, but it's... Oh, it followed me. This is, in fact, true. Oh, mierda. Algy. What? Find a fire exit. You want to go outside? Now! Algy thwips away. Ginny, step away from the jack-in-the-box. We need to find Martin now. We have some time, but once it starts winding... The jack-in-the-box starts winding. Okay, no time to explain. Follow me. They run over to Martin, who is underarming some valuable scrap. He shakes hands with one of the hoarding bugs. Pleasure doing business with you. Marty, grab your scrap. It's time to leave. Already? A loud twang is heard as a forearmless mannequin with a coil for its neck stops just short behind Martin. Everyone freezes, including the bugs. Martin, to me, now. <laughs> Martin doesn't hesitate. Ginny. Miriam cocks the shotgun. Carry us. Ginny hoists both of them over her shoulders. Miriam and Martin look back at the coil head. Martin, we can't take our eyes off of this thing or it will move. Algy thwips back in, partially charred. There are too many explosive devices and guns and- ah! What the hell is that thing? Algy, did you find- uh, did you find the exit? Yeah, but- Lead us. Okay, this way. Algy and Ginny begin to run through the facility, turning corner after corner. The coil head sporadically follows them. Around a corner, the bracken runs up to Algy and bristles at him. You! Algy, duck! He does, and Miriam blind fires the shotgun behind her, blasting the bracken into a pile of dust. Distantly, a twang is heard as the jester's winding stops. Rapido, rapido! Algy and Ginny book it past the bracken pile and finally reach a storage room with a fire exit and two scorch marks in it. I got rid of the mines! Let's go! They run through the fire exit just as the sound of heavy approaching footsteps is heard. It is night outside. <sighs> well, that was... Uh... Miriam covers his mouth. <clears throat> Gee, you said there was a big man, a dog, and tremors, right? Yeah. Okay. We need to get back quietly and stealthily, then. They begin walking quietly towards the ship. Miriam glances back. Next time, everyone just stick to the- She spots another figure in the distance, by the building, a, a figure she couldn't see, the coil head. She squints in disbelief, and as she does, the horror escalates as, as, as exiting the building is the sprung jack-in-the-box with legs. But what has sprung is a large, toothy mask with only a few sinews connecting it to the box. Never mind! Run! What? Algy looks back to see the jester charging him, while Ginny reflexively grabs Martin and Miriam again and starts running. They can leave? He thwips away, but the jester gradually begins speeding up. Also, Algy isn't running towards the ship. There's a big guy! The forest keeper spots the group and begins giving chase, his massive hands in grabby position. Uh, lose him under the water tower. The forest keeper reaches under the tower, barely missing the group, while the coil head stutters along on their trail. I can see the ship. Out from the ship walks a huge, eyeless dog who roars and starts running towards the group as the ground shakes. Ah! Run to the right! Hurry! Go, 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 go! She does, as a giant worm erupts from the ground and envelops the dog as it arcs through the air. The investigators pile on the ship as Miriam slams the airlock door on the back of the ship closed. Okay. 
Where's Frank? And Orville. In the cabinet. The door to the cabinet opens. That thing just kind of walked in here. I saw it had no eyes, but then the big guy saw me, so I hid. And Frank? I can't sense his thoughts. Great. We're leaving. But what about Algy? If that jack-in-the-box gets in here, we'll lose everything. She hits the lever and the ship begins to take off. Algy is the only person who can keep that monster occupied. <laughs> Algy sprints up, dodging the Forest Keeper and the Earth Leviathan as the Jester is hot on his trail. Using his momentum, he leaps for the back of the ship as the Jester nips at his heels. Martin opens the back door just in time to see Algy descending out of the view of the ship. No! <laughs> Martin reaches out a hand, but it falls just short of its target. Algy descends, oh. only a little bit, and then floats alongside the craft. I've got him. Orville, you amazing bad lad! Pull me in! They pull Algy in and close up the ship just as they exit the atmosphere. While in space, Jack, Carlton, and Frank pop back onto the ship. Oh, God, God damn it, again? Hey, how was the scrapping? Terrible. Miriam flips through a clipboard. It looks like the company rules got modified, so now these things can leave the building. Well, problem for another day. Miriam hits the lever, landing the ship at the company building, specifically at a shipping dock that hangs off of a long monolith of a building. The only notable feature is a single service desk, complete with a mail slot. The crew begins to offload their scrap onto the desk. All things considered, this is a big haul. Yeah! And you know who is the one to thank for that? Me. Algy places their last bit of scrap onto the pile and turns around. Algy... No, no, no! I have words for today. I marked your path. I shuttled your scrap. I escorted you out. I even destroyed all the mines. I think the very least I have earned today is a gosh darn... A fuzzy tentacle juts through the scrap and wraps around Algy, yanking him through the mail slot it came from, faster than anyone can ask if his body could have fit. <laughs> Sweet Tesla! Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, hang on. She rings the bell on the desk. The slot pops open. Rachel? Scrap. A hook extends from the slot and pulls all of the scrap into it. After a moment, a small receipt extends from the slot. All right, and that should be enough for... Wait, what? Current rate multiplier? She looks over to a sign at the desk that reads current buying rate. Only 53% value? Wait, does that mean... Miriam cocks the shotgun! We've got to go loot again. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, that happened. Hey, that all happened. Sure did. Uh, what did it? <laughs> and we have less than a minute what left on this Zoom call. I know so, we ended like right in time. We nailed it. Oh yeah. So, Should we do thanks. a quick outro, or are we gonna cut off midway through the sentence? I don't know. Should hey, we're we still do? rolling. Um.
Bye. Yeah. Talk. Okay. Let's just say thanks everybody you, for bye. listening to this crazy adventure of ours. Hope to uh, see you guys again next time with an episode proper or maybe another bonus thing. Okay. Patreon. Bye. Social. Yeah. Patreon. Bye. Subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs>